Hi, I'm Greg Schaefer, and welcome to the Virtual CISO Moment Wrap-Up for Friday, August 19th, 2022. You may have already heard about this. It actually has made the mainstream media, but Apple releases security updates to patch two new zero-day vulnerabilities. These patches were released according to the Hacker News on Wednesday. The patches are for iOS, iPadOS, and macOS. And they remediate two zero-day vulnerabilities previously exploited by threat actors to compromise its devices. And they have the CVEs in this article. They're aware that the vulnerabilities may have been actively exploited. Now, this brings the total number of zero days patched by Apple to six since the start of the year. As I said in the beginning, this has made the mainstream press. I heard it on news radio on the way into work today as well. So the recommendation is patch it as soon as possible. Well, if that one didn't make you feel like crap, this one might. From Bleeping Computer, anonymous poop gifting site hacked customers exposed. Shit Express, a web service that lets you send a box of feces along with a personalized message to friends and enemies has been breached after a customer spotted a vulnerability, except for that the customer is actually a well-known threat app actor and upon finding the vulnerability, ended up exploiting it and downloading the entire database. And the database apparently includes the messages, the payment method. Um, probably, I don't think it actually includes the credit card number. If you paid by credit card, you can also be Bitcoin. Uh, but it also uh, will have the email addresses as well, too. So there could be some potential incidents there. Anyway, it just goes to prove, I guess, that nothing is safe from hackers and others. Now, this may not be a good sign of things to come in the privacy world, particularly health privacy. Mozilla finds 18 of 25 popular reproductive health apps Share your data. This coming from the register. 18 of 25 reproductive health apps and wearable devices received a privacy not included warning label. According to Jen Kaltrider, who is Mozilla's chief researcher. Now, specifically, 10 out of 10 pregnancy apps were slapped with the warning label. But the wearable devices, they list um, several here, Garmin, Fitbit, Apple Watch, Aura Ring, and Whoop Strap perform better, and none of them actually earned the privacy warning label. And of course, part of the concern here is that the apps, or at least the majority of them, don't have clear guidelines on when and how much user data they will share with U.S. law enforcement. Of course, the issue here and the fear is that this sort of uh, tracking and information mining could be used to locate women seeking abortions. And of course, in the United States, we're sort of in a checkered board, checkerboard uh, situation as, with all the different laws, regulations, as far as the legality and the availability of abortions. But this is not limited as far as concern to abortions. As Kalt Ryder mentions towards the end of the article, and this is a quote from her, it's not really hard to think about how this could be used on other issues like buying guns or financial st stuff. It's reached a point where law enforcement and government can access data and can use it to harass, arrest, prosecute, and it's frightening. I would tend to agree there. 
something to keep a watch on. A little bit of advice. If you're going to launch a ransomware attack, you probably will want to try to extort the correct company. From Bleeping Computer again, hackers attack the UK water supplier but extort the wrong company. So apparently they misidentified the group uh, Klopp Ransomware, misidentified the victim, and therefore tried to extort from the wrong victim. Now, it's not as if that cyber criminals pick their targets randomly. They don't here. So the issue with the wrong extortion aside, this was obviously chosen for a reason. And this is mentioned in the article because in the UK, eight areas in the country, as of the time of this article, were imposing water ration policies and hosepipe bans. We also say hosepipe down here in the south, by the way. I don't know if that's something terribly familiar up north. Um, So the cyber criminals, as the article goes on to say as well, don't pick their targets randomly as hitting water suppliers during harsh droughts periods could apply insurmountable pressure to pay the demanded ransom. But again, that's assuming that you actually ask the correct people to pay the ransom. On Wednesday, CSO Online came out with an interesting short little article guide to help safeguard small and medium-sized businesses from ransomware. And I thought that that was worthy of sharing here for those listeners who are small and mid-sized business owners or work within such. And they break it down into four general categories. The first is to identify what's on your network. And that's sort of a truism in information security is you can't protect what you don't know about. Then second broad section is safeguards to protect network infrastructure. So this would include stuff such as multi-factor authentication, um, how you manage your identity management and um, uh, provide access and take away access, vulnerability management program. Um, the third would be to make sure that you have solid incident response plans in place. And that would include, from my opinion, to actually also test your incident response. I don't think that they actually mentioned that in here, but they talk about logging here and making sure you have the correct team, correct procedures for incident handling. handling. And then if you do have an attack, because you have to plan for that, safeguards for recovery after an attack. And that's just making sure that, of course, you... You learn from what happened. Hopefully you mitigate the damage as best as possible. So a good article. Um, Basically the same type of things that security practitioners will recommend, but for a small mid-sized business, having it in that short article might be a worthwhile reference to keep. This may be the most interesting CVE that I've actually come across. If you want to look it up for all the technical details, it is... CVE-2022-38392. This from techspot.com. If you like old computers and you're a Janet Jackson fan, you really want to pay attention to this because apparently the Janet Jackson song from 1989 or so, Rhythm Nation, is a security vulnerability. And specifically, it can be used to knock out, cause a denial of service attack on certain laptops that contained 
5400 RPM OEM hard drives. So the idea here is the song will produce a resonant frequency from the Rhythm Nation song. So it's, which is rather interesting. So almost like a sonic attack. Now, most likely this, this is not going to be a high risk, obviously. If you're really worried about it, just make sure that you turn down your music, um, particularly if you're playing Janet Jackson. But it does speak to the fact that sometimes we need to think a little bit outside the box. We don't really consider some things external as vulnerabilities. We always think about things in code or network infrastructure not being configured properly or something like that. So if you've got an, a CVE that you know about that's more interesting than this, please let me know. But right now, as far as I can remember, this is the best one. Finally, have a little bit more to talk about as far as information security drama on Twitter. And I'll get to that in 30 seconds. I've been concerned about some of the things that I've seen on Twitter from information security, cybersecurity professionals, the things that you would not normally, I don't think, see in a conversation in a face-to-face setting. And I think it's just getting worse. Now, I talked before about the sticky sticker situation. I won't go down that path, but I did recently have an, have an encounter on Twitter where I was trying to point out through example how people define cybersecurity and information security differently. The honest point about that is that cyber has meant different things to different people at different times. Even now, you'll have one camp that says that cyber is a subset of information security and the other one that'll say that information security is a subset of cyber security. And when I pointed it out with this example, in a short methodology, because it's Twitter, you can't really overly explain. I probably could have explained it a little bit further, but I didn't think that it was obscure or obtuse or anything like that. But the response I got was, and I'm going to sanitize this, if you understood effing words, this wouldn't be a problem or something like that. And I don't see, and then this was from a security practitioner, and I don't see the benefit at all in personal attacks or being rude. I think it reflects poorly on the person that said it. And I think also, I don't remember if this is the case, but sometimes being anonymous on Twitter tends to give, I think, license for people to act out that way. But when I tried to point out that you might want to respect those who have been in the industry for quite some time, the inference being that we've seen these terms in this particular case kind of flip the pole, so to speak, and we understand that there is some difference there. The response continued to be doubled down, something along the lines of, well, that I was demanding respect in an industry that 
that doesn't fly in this industry or something like that. I, I don't know. I really don't understand where this particular line was coming from. So I ended up in a two or three tweet thread explaining further what and why. And I don't know what, if there's any response to it, because I've, I've muted the conversation because I really don't have time to get into Twitter battles. I didn't really expect this one to be. But can we try to be a little bit nicer out there, particularly in our field? I mean, they're just some things that seem to be making situations worse. I think we need more grace in this world and less, if you'll excuse the word, pissing on people. And so that's really, I guess, where I was heading with this Friday thought. It it, it isn't necessarily strictly information security or cybersecurity, depending upon how you want to say it, um, directly related. It's more human factor related. But then again, we're all humans and we all have to work together and we all depend upon each other. So let's try to like take a breath, think before you type and think about maybe what the messaging will look like. I hope you have a great weekend and stay secure.